This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, edible eating, white wine drinking, flaming hot Cheeto finger licking, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo Van Rumpf. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be than right here with my low lifers. I hope you're having a beautiful day. You're having a great week so far. But if you're not feeling good, if you're feeling so stressed right now, overwhelmed, depressed, anxious, all of the above, don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't you fret. You are here for a reason. We're about to turn that frown upside down with a very hilarious, entertaining episode for you today. Oh, I love this one. But before we get into it, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked about my mental health score. This week, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to rate myself a solid 8 out of 10 right now. I'm feeling pretty damn good. I've been getting some sleep, drinking some water, trying to journal, and just giving myself a fighting chance at uh, improving my mental health score. So this week, it's good. I just came off of a pretty low moment mental health-wise with award season. It was great professionally. That was awesome. But my personal life, I was on the verge of a complete meltdown. And so (laughs) I was like, holy shit, this was a lot. And so I had to put myself first and prioritize my mental health, my physical health, just spiritual, all of the above. And so that's what I've been working on. And it's actually been paying off. I'm still down to do that 75 hard challenge. I've talked about it on a few episodes. The 75 hard challenge is pretty damn hard, lives up to its name, but it's 75 days of number one, following a diet, any diet, just whatever diet that is for you. And typically they don't want you to have alcohol. Number two is do two 45 minute workouts a day. One has to be outside. Again, very difficult. Number three is drink one gallon of water, which is the recommended amount of water to drink every single day for our bodies. Number four, read 10 pages of a nonfiction book, some self-help type of a book. They say in this 75 Hard Challenge, you can't do audiobooks. I prefer an audiobook sometimes. And so either a physical book or an audiobook, I think that would be fine. And then number five is take a progress picture of yourself every single day. Now, again, I understand this could be a bit ambitious and you're like, Lo, are you kidding me? I'm not going to be able to do 75 days of that. And so if the 75 hard challenge just seems just way over the top for you, a 75 soft boil, 75 medium will do as well. Like I'm going to allow myself to do two workouts a day, but one of them might not be outside because if it's pouring rain or if you live somewhere where it's snowing, might be tough for you to go outside and do some cardio. And so, yeah, I'm being a bit flexible and lenient with it. And I think the fact that you just commit to something, just giving yourself some sort of a win and promising yourself that you're going to put you as a priority and take care of yourself and commit to doing something for 75 days, even if it's just a couple things on that list, that's pretty huge. You know, that's hard to do in itself. And so if you're down to do that with me, whether it be hard, medium, or soft, Next week, we are starting it. I'm going to talk about it in the Low Life Facebook group. I'll link the Facebook group in the description of this episode so we can all keep in touch and check on each other's progress. And I know we're going to need some motivational moments in there. And so, yeah, we could just be a support network for each other. But next week, that's when it's going down. It's the perfect time to start it going into spring, summer. And so if you're down, let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. 
I also want to know what shows have you guys been watching? A lot of people are watching the Murdoch family trial. There's a lot going on with that. And there's so many different documentaries. I think there's one on Netflix, one on Hulu, maybe even HBO. Not sure, but there's a lot of Murdoch family shit out there. And so are you into that? Because I might be doing a deep dive if you're into it. I also would love to know what TV shows you are binge watching right now. What are you tuning into every week? I want all of the suggestions, recommendations. Please drop them in the review section of Apple Podcasts because then I could do a deep dive on one of these shows that we're all on board to watch. I just finished The Last of Us, which was really good. Heavy, but just so well done. I also watched Madoff, The Monster of Wall Street. He's the devil. That was, again, super heavy. I watched Death in the Dorms, which was so depressing. And so I needed to take a break from some of the true crime stuff. I love going into a dark rabbit hole, but um, sometimes it's a lot. So I've actually been watching a new show, which is definitely not on brand for me. I typically wouldn't watch something like this, but one of my girlfriends was like, you got to see this. It's like a train wreck. It is so uncomfortable to watch. It's hilarious and reminds me of an era of bad television that we grew up on. So there was a time in our lives, if you're a millennial, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When it was the era of trash television and reality shows that were insane, I don't know how they got away with half the shit we were watching. Shows like The Swan, do you remember that show, The Swan? It was big. It was during the time of like Extreme Makeover, Home Edition. And so they would pick these women who wanted to have their appearances change. And the show made it seem like these women were freaking hunchbacks and needed a ton of work. They didn't. They're just normal women. And some of them look fine. But this show took these women in and, of course, you had to apply to be on the show, and hundreds of thousands of women applied to be on it. And once you got on, you would undergo extreme plastic surgery. We're talking getting the teeth done, putting the chiclets on, rhinoplasty, chin implants, boobs, liposuction, the whole nine yards, a complete makeover. And what was so f***ed up about this show was the recovery process was, of course, really intense and painful and could take up to three to six months, sometimes, you know, more than that. And they wouldn't allow the person to look in the mirror. Not at all. No mirrors allowed in the recovery suites while they were filming the show. And they would do this big unveiling of the swan at the very end of their recovery process. And they go and get their hair done. And they put them in a tight little dress. And then they do this unveiling with all their friends and family and the doctors that work their miracles on these ugly ducklings. And they do the big reveal. And it's very emotional. And they all look like very Miss America vibes. And they start crying. And it's just, oh, God. An insane show because then they would take these women who became swans and they would have them compete against each other on the main stage in a competition to see now who's the hottest of the swans. Like how <laughs> twisted is that? Because these women were dealing with severe body dysmorphia and deep-rooted insecurities. And so just getting a bunch of work done and then throwing them on a stage in some stilettos and a tight dress is not the healthiest thing for their mental health in the long run. And so needless to say, the show was canceled. <laughs> but that era of shitty television of like, wait, who thought of this concept? That was a very specific time in our country. It was also the time of I Love New York. Remember Tiffany Pollard, New York? There was Flavor Flav. Remember him? Yeah, boy. On Flavor of Love, that was another big show on VH1. These are the shows that shaped me into the man I am today. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. But I was watching those shows back in the day, and I've seen reruns on YouTube. So my friend sent me a link to this new show, and I'm embarrassed to say that I'm watching it. But also, it's so bad that it's good. I'm talking about 
Milf Manor. Milf Manor is the show with a bunch of women, and these are mothers, and they are into younger dudes. And they're beautiful moms. They're going on to the show. They have a high libido, a sex drive. They're single, and they're definitely ready to mingle. And they prefer a younger man. And so they go to this beautiful resort in Mexico, and they do the unveiling of the guys who are going to be the contestants who they could potentially hook up with. All of the contestants, male contestants, are very young. They're all sons of these mothers. (laughs) So (laughs) these sons are seeing that their moms are there and they're like, holy shit. And so that's how the show starts out. And as uncomfortable and awkward as you could imagine it is, that's how it plays out on television. There's a mom on there watching her son hit on this older cougar lady and the mom's not happy with it. And it gets very complicated and there's a lot of drama and it makes for just great TV. The producers of this one, wow, kudos to you. And so, yeah, I've been watching Milf Manor. Here's a little clip from the uh, trailer for it. Uh, Ladies, where's all the menace? ready to connect with somebody who doesn't really care how old I am. I'm just looking to have fun. Here we go. What the hell? It just got real. Yeah, so I'm watching that. (laughs) It's so awkward. Within the first couple episodes, there's a mom who admits in front of everybody, her son had no idea. They did this confessional type group thing where they all had to confess a deep, dark secret. And all these secrets are super sexual. And there's one mom who admits to getting railed on the beach. And then there's another mom who confesses to sleeping with her son's best friend. And the way he took the news of that was just how you would expect. He was horrified and actually really depressed about it. And it kind of took the wind out of his sails. And yeah, he wasn't into hooking up with a mom after that. <laughs> he was <laughs> sorry. He was betrayed. And so, yeah, it's terrible television that I actually enjoy watching once in a while. It's kind of like people who watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Love Island. It's one of those shows that's just an interesting social type experiment. And just watching from the outside fascinates me. I was thinking while I was watching that show, imagine if they switched it up and instead of MILF Island, it was DILF Island. A bunch of dads on an island and then they unveil that the contestants are all their daughters. Yeah, how would that go over? A bunch of predatory old dudes, you know? Because that's the reality. That's how it goes down in the real world. There's a bunch of old dudes with these young chicks and I would love to see that play out on reality television. (laughs) So let's get into this week's episode. I have a thing for Canadians. I think that's been established at this point on the show. I love them. In life, you don't ever want to have any sort of bias, but we all do. And one of mine is if I find out someone is Canadian, it automatically gives them a leg up in the relationship. If I meet someone and I find out that they are from Canada, automatically, without me even knowing if they're a great person that I would get along with, I just assume it's going to be great. Because I love Canadians, and I'm going by my own personal history. My best friend, little Canadian maple delight, Miss Caitlin Bristow, adore her. Best friends for now over six years. One of my other closest friends in life who's like a sister to me, Dylan, friend of the show. She's been on a couple different times. Also, one of the sweetest humans I know. A good heart, creative artist. I just love her. 
Even clients who I've worked with, if they're Canadian, typically they're going to be awesome. Alessia Cara, perfect example. I had the privilege of styling her and working with her for a couple years, and she's awesome. One of the kindest people, amazing to work with, super humble and down to earth. So yeah, I do have a special place in my heart for Canadians. My Canadian lowlifers, creme de la creme, best of the best type of people, top tier, top deck of the Titanic sort of people, and I absolutely love them. And so I was introduced to two more Canadians, Stacey Kay and her sister, Kayla Bulmer. And so I knew about them from Caitlin because they've been on her podcast. They actually wrote the intro theme song to Off the Vine. And so I was very familiar with them, never met them though, and wanted the chance to have them on the show. And I know they wanted me on their show. And so it finally got to happen. And these Canadians lived up to my expectations. They are lovely, hilarious, so down to earth. Stacy appeared on America's Got Talent. She's a beautiful voice, super talented, LGBTQ ally. And she actually started a podcast with her sister, Kayla Bulmer. It's called I Have to Call My Sister. Kayla is hilarious, witty. She's a mother. They're all about body positivity, building each other up. They're open-minded and just good people. We started podcasting. One hour turned into like four hours. And so <laughs> we hit it off right away. Instantly just felt a connection with them. The chemistry was great. And I now have new friends in Canada that I can't wait to visit eventually one day. So on today's show, we're talking about their deep love of Canada and why they wouldn't want to move to the States. We also talk about the most important things in America, which is sports, guns, Cars and trucks, and uh, most importantly, football is the number one sport. People love their football here in Los Estados Unidos. It's a big deal. Football is one of those unifiers here in America. College football, professional NFL football, people love it. I used to play. I get it. It's a fun sport to watch. Very damaging for the brain. There's a lot of studies that show that, so we got to be careful. Not watching it. I'm talking about playing it. will really f*** up your head and body in the long run. But it's become entertainment, and it's a unifier. And so on today's episode, we're talking about sports. We're talking about the Super Bowl, which I was interested to get their perspective on the Super Bowl because it's such a big deal here in the States. But in other parts of the world, do they even give a shit? We recorded this podcast right after the Super Bowl happened. And so it was fresh on our minds. And we have different opinions about Riri and her performance and past performances. We talk about that as well. This is one of those episodes that will definitely put a smile on your face. You'll get a good laugh out of this one. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I'm so happy to be able to share it with you. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's very special Canadian conversation with Queen Stacey Kay and Kayla Bulmer. Hit it! You guys are all bundled up. So cute. My little Canadian treasures. Canadian maple delights. With a Tim Hortons. Oh, Tim <laughs> Snortons in hand. I Just really love it. representing Canada over here. I hate it. So here's the thing. I've recently been experiencing what we all have here in LA, some torrential rainfall Downpour. with the water. Downpour. Thank you. Have it's you just been, been raining. Have you been affected? Yes, emotionally affected. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a lot. I'm so <laughs> yeah. sorry. Freaking. Yeah, didn't I'm so it sorry. snow? Didn't it snow there? A blizzard. Yeah. No. So I what? mean, it did, but I, I wasn't affected by that. So <laughs> I live like eight minutes from the Hollywood sign, and so the mountains behind that, the San Bernardino Mountains, are covered in snow, Whoa. and and they do have blizzard warnings, and it's chilly here. But as I'm feeling like, ooh, chilly and wearing my coats. And today, by the way, the rain stopped today, midday, and the sun was out. And it was still chilly, which was 60 degrees for me. I don't know. Do you okay, guys do- Okay, we have to do math. Ready? 60 minus, this is, how, this is the trick. 60 minus 30 is 30. Cut in half is 15. It was, it yes. was 15 for 15 us. degrees. And sorry, you're saying it's chilly? I was- Freezing. That would be like a nice day. That's like a dream day. (laughs) I had a beautiful coat on. I had my beautiful umbrella just in case there was a sprinkle or two. And I I was running errands. I'm a stylist full time, fashion stylist. And so I'm out on these streets hustling. And and I looked at myself like, I am so brave for going out. And it's cold out there, and there's the, the streets are wet. By the way, L.A. is not equipped at all for rain. If it rains, everyone's freaking out, calling in. There's accidents everywhere I pass. Like, homeless people are swimming. Like, it's just a, insane. <laughs> yeah, it's wild out on these streets. If Even a drizzle, a yeah. little sprinkle. Well, clearly, we can, we can see how affected you are by this. Okay, wait. I have a question <laughs> for you because I was doing – I was in a show in Dallas, and – it snowed like one centimeter of snow and there were like children crying in the streets and like mothers like, what are we going to yeah. do with my child? But then I w- we were all making fun of them like, oh, they can't handle a little snow. But then this one mom who got like super defensive, she's like, you don't understand. And she was telling us and then I started being on her side. She's like, we don't have coats for our kids. We don't even have wipers that will like get the snow off our car. Oh, like, we okay. Don't- like sure. we're not literally ready for this, and it's like sad when your kid is cold outside. The kid was being a little dramatic. Like it was, kid, I, yeah, I called just, it an it. I'm it was sure like they could just sleep. double sweater it up. For the yeah, week. like <laughs> you know. But it's true. We fine. have to realize that places that don't ever get like that much rain or snow, we're or whatever, not prepared like, for this. You're not prepared. <laughs> yeah, I need chains on my tires <laughs> for this rain, <laughs> and so. I was bitching about it, but I was actually like patting myself on the back, like this smug little f- that I am at times. Like, you know what? You're doing something good. You know, you're still <laughs> working through that rain. And then I look at your shit and you're like on your Instagram, <laughs> on the, the podcast, you guys put, oh, our episode was postponed. <laughs> and then we were, supp- and I was like, why? And then I looked at the video and I was like, oh shit, polar ice caps. And it got so much worse after that too. Like, it was oh. so bad. Freezing rain. I like, imagine. Yeah, we're living in igloos over here. Like they all like they <laughs> yes. all say. But then I'm like, what the hell am I bitching about? I have no room to even complain about this like, ooh, chilly breeze. Yeah. No. I it's like I have no room to talk. And then also the fact that you guys were still willing to podcast with me. Did you guys have to what did I mean to get to this point right now where you're in a studio? <laughs> Was not on foot, I presume. Yeah. You know, that's what Amber, my producer, she was like, yeah, it's really tough where they're at right now. They're going to have to like postpone it. But they said, if you can't postpone it, they will brave it and, and get in the studio. <laughs> yeah, we, I was like, we were going to brave it for you. I literally in my head, wrote, I and I don't thinking, think I've ever used this sentence before. I was like, if he can't, if, if he can't postpone, we'll brave the storm. I felt, <laughs> so, I felt so poetic saying that. I did yeah. at the time. I was like so proud of but myself. Like, for, like it actually, we would have to like brave yeah. the storm. Like it was genuinely a storm. It was A awful. part of me was thinking like, if something happens, like who knows? Like they get caught in the blizzard, like makes for a great podcast episode. Yeah, it's true. That's some like legit content, yeah. you know? And so, but 
I rather Can I ask you it. as a stylist though, like, are you excited when it gets a little colder because you get like a different look? Like you get to like Absolutely. maybe do like your winter wear? Yes. Yes. Most of the time here in LA, 75 on a normal day gets up to the 80s, sometimes the 90s. I'm wearing booty shorts, cutoffs, a crop top. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just just free flow and balls out here usually because yeah. the weather's so beautiful. So yeah. when it even a little sprinkle, a little taste of rain, I see on my windshield. Oh, the coats come out, the cute boots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, beanies, like I, scarves, fingerless gloves. I, I want it all. Yeah. I mean, it looks ridiculous, but I embrace it because we never get it. And I don't bitch about the rain, by the way. I'm one of the rare LA natives who never bitches about it because we rarely get it. We're a drought here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's bad. It's so dry. So I love the rain, but most people are just in complete hell. Hating every second <laughs> of it. so funny. One thing about Canada is like, we're so trained. Like people don't realize like in the summer, it's also 90 degrees here. So we get to wear our okay. booty shorts and our like parkas and winter wear. It's just like, we give you all the options here, yeah. all the fashion styles. I'm trying to like yeah, relate yeah, yeah. to you as like a fashion stylist right now. Mm-hmm. Just like Thank why you. you would like our country better than yours maybe. <laughs> so you're happy, both of you, scale of one to 10. I want to know mental health where you're at just this week alone in the blizzard. And then also one to 10 rating of Canada living there in general. One is the worst. One would be like Kuwait. 10 is absolute paradise for living somewhere. <laughs> Who the hell wants to live in Kuwait? Okay, okay, so you did you say rate mental health this past week? Just yeah. this week. Because this is not a good week to ask me. Yeah. I'm going to say the last seven days because we're yeah, midweek I, right now. Last seven days, I've been on my period. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Okay. Mm. And I actually don't usually get affected by that. Stacy does. Okay. But <laughs> it's interesting that you're asking this right now because I was thinking about this the other day. So we're very open about talking about like mental health and uh, therapy and like we're huge advocates for it. And we are both on like medication and stuff. And it and for me and Stacy, it changed like our lives in the most positive way. Yeah. And I actually always, always suffered from they call it like sad seasonal it's like something where you're like where you get depressed affected by the season certain seasons seasonal depression but wait as i'm like saying this out loud right now though too do other people in other countries suffer from that that don't have like snow snow (laughs) or is is seasonal depression just strictly oh seasonal affective disorder affective disorder that's it wait that's such a good question like is it because our seasons are changing so fast like i don't get it yeah like do people in la suffer from sad sad yes sure do yeah oh from from the drops of rain that you got those drops of rain are really affect me okay (laughs) and so it just hits a little different for me over here (laughs) you're like i'm being affected by it Today. Today. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even when it's like gloomy outside, like we don't get tons of rain, but some, if, like we have a season like April is like gloomy and. Okay. And okay. It, okay. Yeah, it feels yeah, more yeah, like yeah. a so Portland understand. vibe here. Yeah. 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 yeah so I, I'm not this, as affected as anybody else would be though. I will say that. So yeah, this specific past week, I feel like has been a rough one because of the weather. I, when I'm like trapped, I get really, ah, like I, I get anxious and I have two little boys. I have a 10 year old and a seven year old. And they're Mm. just wild. And I'm like, no, I need to be outside, whatever. So mental health scale of one to 10, this specific week for me is uh, four. I've listened to his podcast before and like six is pretty low for you, right, Low? Yeah, six is, I'm going to need a wellness check-in. Oh my God, then I'm a solid seven. (laughs) (laughs) I'm changing it to seven. Because I would say four, like Low's going to call someone right now. I was actually suicide hotline. I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. 
<laughs> better get that on speed dial for you, sis. Because I was listening. Because I know the like recently, actually, you were saying that you were at like a six, and yeah. I was like, oh, like six is not that bad. But I think on your scale, like six is not like ideal. A six so, is not ideal, right? Yeah, right. Okay. But you know what? To each their own. So to I each mean, their own. okay. Yeah, so I, was I mean, just a, a little four, less than half, but no, Kayla, that's four is is too low. Four, okay, well, okay. I'm like four is like a forty percent. That's an F. That's a freaking <laughs> non-passing yeah. grade. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I'm out, I'm at about a sixty percent. I'll say. So yeah. now you're six. Oh, sorry, 70, 70. <laughs> and then what was yeah. the next question? The other about question the was. Okay, wait. I'll say. I'll say my mental <laughs> okay. health. My mental health. Yeah. I would say is half of the day is a nine, and half of the day is a six. For the last okay. seven days. So it's literally been like nine, six, five, nine, <laughs> six, five, nine. That's called bipolar. I know. Like I'm serious. <laughs> I, I seriously, I'm, I'm having like very high highs and low lows in the last, just the last yeah. week. And obviously like I am not diagnosed with bipolar. I'm saying, but I, I yeah. just for some reason this last week, it's been dramatically flipping for me. Yeah, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know I get why. it. Well, yeah. then you average that. You're around like a seven-ish, six, seven-ish. There you go. There, I think we're all go. swimming in the same waters this week. Yeah. Why do you feel the same way? Like I'm in you... the same boat as yeah. you. Yeah, I'm around that too. And high highs, like you, in that sense. And then also when it's low, or just something, someone says something, or you're affected in a way, or you're yeah. triggered, and I'm like, what the, f-? and it just throws me off my game. And then you know, I spiral for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. It's and very, so- <laughs> it's a very strange week. That's why I said like at the beginning, I'm like, it's funny that you asked that. Yeah, because it does feel off this week. Which and is we both decided yeah. that before. And then mm-hmm. the other question was. How do we feel about Canada on a scale oh, of yes. one to Canada? Ten? Yeah, I'm living at- in Canada, the country, and we—I mean, as you know, we do have Canadian lowlifers that are listening to this. Yeah. So, got to be careful. <laughs> well, you know they're what? gonna come for you. I don't, I'm actually really curious <laughs> what, what you're gonna say, Kayla, because maybe it's because I'm like a like a grown up now. But I've become like in the last couple of years, like so patriotic. I am obsessed <laughs> with Canada. I love to hear it. We're the neighbors of the U.S. of A. But, US of a. but we don't have any of the intense stuff that you guys have going on over there. So like, it seems as if we're the same. We talk the same and shop at the same places and whatever. But like, I have never even seen a gun in my life ever in real life before. I have never worried walking down the streets that somebody is going to have a gun. We just don't worry about the same things. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say that I'm a singer and I'm like trying to, you know, be Beyonce. And that's one disadvantage for with being in Canada is like the entertainment industry is definitely not on the same level as the U.S. Mm-hmm. I always get like my coolest gigs, my highest paying gigs and stuff always in the U.S. But if you take the entertainment industry out of it, I am obsessed with this country just because like healthcare, we have free health care. Like I just- like- <laughs> It's just so positive and... But it's really funny because growing up, and especially you, Stacey, being a a performer, we always said, we can't wait to move away from Canada and move to the the United States. Like, because we just were like, it's so much cooler. But yeah, as adults now, and like, especially me with kids, and I appreciate Canada so much. Like, I love it. Like, you wouldn't want to move to the States full time. Never. To be honest, Never. not anymore. It's just a set of things that I I don't know how people like mentally handle. But we're obsessed with traveling and I'm yeah. obsessed with going to the States. Like I'm and going I'm, to- I'm not, It's not like we don't like it. Yeah. It's just- Like I'm going yeah. to Arizona and LA next week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Okay. There yeah. you go. So, so it's not okay, like we're like it. bashing in no. or anything. We just like appreciate living no. in Canada so much because we there's things that we just take for granted that people in the States have to just like worry about every day and we don't even think of, Right. 
But it's literally the like the US of A like pays me and is made me like the performer that I am today. So I have yeah. to like to thank the US on behalf of my career because <laughs> in Canada it's, it's like the, the it's last so formal. I just want to take a moment right now to like thank the United States of yeah. America. Couldn't be more. You're like US of A. I would like to th- like. I it's like, like what are you yeah. doing? Listen, <laughs> the last famous person from here was like Celine Dion. So like we need to like literally everybody just is like famous. No, they all can- they all live there now though. They have oh, to. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because there's, there's a lot say, of famous Canadians. Listen, Sean Mendez, Justin Bieber, Ryan Gosling, Jim Carrey, Ryan okay. Reynolds. Oh, now she's team like Canada. Yeah. <laughs> be, become a, you just didn't become famous talent. in Canada. Alessia so she's Cara. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, she lives Alessia, here. Actually. Yeah. She, Bram- lives, she doesn't like, live there, like, but she, no. she's, in, she's from Brampton. Yeah, which is like 45 minutes from us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're yeah, basically famous. So yeah, I don't yeah. know what if I don't know if I agree you with just, anything I just said. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm turning on the U.S., but I'm also like I'm obsessed with you. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I what get. Do you, you know what? It's a complicated relationship. Yeah, of course it is. I want. I'm curious what you feel about the U.S. Like, do you love it so much, or do you like? Do you travel to Canada? Or no, I love Canada. Oh, do you? Yes, you do. The okay. men are beautiful. I love. I actually do love the weather. Don't know if I could live in that. Don't know yeah. if I could brave a blizzard. That terrifies me. Like Vancouver specifically, I oh, left I a piece of my Vancouver. heart in Vancouver. It was yes. great. And it was such, it's on the West Coast. The sushi was phenomenal. Oh, the the people so were all friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Japanese people that's rich with Japanese. A lot of Chinese people too. Chinese, Asian community is huge Everyone. in Vancouver. And so yeah. you're going to get like really good food as well from those people. It's a cleaner version of New York. And the way I look at Vancouver, just the way the with all the skyscrapers and stuff, it reminded me like of a clean New York. They recycle in like three or four different bins. I got fine because I like was like, this, I'm from the United States. Just yeah. threw my shit all in one bin. I was staying with a friend, a girlfriend of mine for a couple of weeks in Vancouver. And yeah. so I learned so much about, I mean, actually we did four weeks there. And so I got to really get a good sense of Vancouver and I've spent time in Toronto. I just love Canada. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, the men good. are great. The men are great. See, the men that's are funny because to me, I'm like, the men are hotter in the States. Because remember when we went to Nashville and we were like, couldn't be more overwhelmed by the look of all male and females? Oh, Remember yeah. we were like, the girls just and guys like were overwhelmed just so from hot. how good looking everyone was? Yeah. And girls. I get everyone. that. Yeah. Actually, you're not wrong with that because yes, depends on where you're going in the States, by the way, because it could feel like the hills have eyes depending on, <laughs> on what state yeah. you're in. But <laughs> it's a little rough in other states. Fly over states, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. There are beautiful people in Canada, but just... Like the kindness, like even hooking up on apps. Like if you're on a dating app in Canada, yeah. I noticed that like guys were down to hook up, but yeah, also yeah. we're like, hey, do you, do you want to go on? One guy asked if I wanted to go on a bike ride. And then <laughs> I was like, what? Is that some sort of weird like sexual orgy that, you're, like, that <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, know about? No, I legit want to go on a bike ride. Eh? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, you down for bike rides? I was like, is that like, you know, like coming in my ear or something? Like, what weird fetish is that that I don't know about in Canada? And he no. just shows up with a full bike. It's just, hey. a, just a friendly bike ride. Yeah, like, and he so had funny. and he had cute stuff for a picnic and like charm. <laughs> I, I assume there's you know guys that are just a little bit more like L.A. dudes or New York yeah. where it's oh, just yeah. like to the point. But <laughs> it just felt like I could actually get to know somebody a little bit more in Canada and yeah. it's yeah, so yeah, removed yeah. from the entertainment world in the healthiest way possible. Yeah, and so I don't know, just down to earth people, and maybe that made them hotter to me, yeah. <laughs> even though textbook wise they might not be. But that's okay because <laughs> they have you know Canadian big hearts. 
Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I was talking to my other girlfriend about politics. Specifically, I didn't know much about Trudeau. I do have to say, uh, he's a snack, and he looks like Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. He's so hot. Okay, do you agree? Yes. yes. The only thing about him is he kind of like talks weird. Like he, to me, he's like really hot and like his younger photos too. Like he's, he is Beautiful man. a catch. Every, it's, it's the ongoing joke here in Canada that we have this like hot, when we say prime minister, not president, we have this like hot prime minister. And then, but the thing is he kind of talks like a robot. So like, <laughs> like he, would, an and he has a little bit of a French accent or something. And then he got in trouble because he dressed up as Aladdin in in college, of course he did. So we got a that, but that's God, the most Aladdin, controversial thing he did. So hot. So that's the <laughs> most. That's <laughs> I'm done. That's getting him in some hot water, dressing yeah. up as Aladdin, shirtless with the vest, of course, with a little monkey. Yeah. And he like, and he by like put like the he put makeup on and it, oh he did were like, oh he did yeah. not just a spray tan like well, he, he did brown, brown no he did brown face yeah he, he did like, Aladdin like he put brown, brown face. makeup on and but then like his thing like hey this was the funniest thing that ever happened in Canada because that was the most controversial thing he's ever done and people was this like, years like, ago or recently. Well, he did it when he was in his 20s and he's now like a, I was going to say grown up. Like he's now like, is he like 50 or something? I don't no, know. but the story no, broke. Just, oh, the story just broke recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he, okay, so like he is like, picture him being like a perfect like robot. He never says anything bad or whatever. He took the approach of like, he's never been so ashamed. And he like, he never like swears or anything. But he, I was thinking about it. His people, like the the people that were writing the script f- for him or something were like, you have to make this like really intense. And he's like, <laughs> like, I've never heard him say swear or anything, but he was like really trying to make it like it was serious. And he's like, the shit I pulled was goddamn unacceptable. <laughs> and like, they were trying to like add swear like words in to edgy. make it like so, like he's just sick of himself. Wow. Like, you know, this is a side of Trudeau you've never seen yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. He's and then, horrible, so he's like, disgusting. And I was like, he's swearing so much. And it was like, it was drama. So some people forgave him, but some, they, they're still like haters and stuff. Like, you know. Oh, like, well, because I don't know about his politics, but I do know he leans more liberal. The very, very liberal. Yeah. Very liberal. Yeah. And so. Like yeah, he was so the, the first like world leader that was on RuPaul's Drag Race. That was like I'm the done. big thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he recently was on RuPaul's Drag Race and they were all like crying because they're like, oh my God, like it's the first world leader who has been here. And he, and he was like, yes, Queens, let's, let's do this. Because he's like a <laughs> robot, right? But, yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and they so, were all okay, calling him hot and they were all hitting on him. And he was like, huh, well, you better work. <laughs> and then he like left. <laughs> <laughs> God. So yeah, that's why we love it. 
How's it going? Are the Canadian queens being welcoming? Are they appropriately uh, polite the way we're supposed to be? <laughs> See, in Canada, polite doesn't mean no shade, because I know that's, uh, that's part of it. So were you guys into, as Canadians, you into the Super Bowl at all? Hilarious. The halftime show, baby. Yeah. 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 And you watched the Rihanna like, concert. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. So Stacey thinks she made the funniest joke to the family. She's like, so are you guys coming over for the Rihanna concert? But we're like, that's, that's that not was a funny hilarious. joke. Stacey, My but- dad thought it was funny. <laughs> My dad hates, um, he loves football and he didn't care about Rihanna. That meme has been going around for like since the Lady Gaga concert. No, I know, like, and I thought it was an original joke. And Stacey, it you tried to claim it as your own. This is like a meme. Well, yeah, like people like wear it on their t-shirts and stuff. Stacey, <laughs> even Literally, on our yeah. episode, she's like, "I said the funniest yeah. joke." I'm like, "That wasn't comedic funny, but- genius." Stacey. <laughs> okay, so it's funny because we had an episode about the Super Bowl, and we're like, "What are we like a sports podcast now?" But we what are, we got from the Super Bowl was. Something Kelsey, we are, he's our new. Oh, yeah, he's so hot. He's the our brothers. new found. Do you know who he is? No. Do, do okay, you watch so the Super Bowl? We were trying to be athletic and we sort were of. like, in and out, depending on when I needed a dip, refill. <laughs> you know, I had my dip, I had my nachos, little yeah. Marg refill. So, yeah, I was kind of watching, but I was there for Rihanna too. Obviously. Okay, okay. talk about, yeah, show this. Do this. you know Travis Kelsey? Oh, wow. Yeah. He was. He won Beautiful the man. Super Bowl. He won it. Well, not him. His team. Well, like his team won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and he okay. Was, like, they won. The main guy, or whatever. So the one of like three things we took away was one that he's just like shockingly hot, and he's yes. our new like I don't sports know, sports, sports crush. crush. And then the other thing we we talked about was the Rihanna concert. So that was no, our no. And he has a brother that was on the other team, and then the oh, mom yeah. the mom wore half the jersey for the one team and half for the other, and I thought that was pretty cute. But then we saw the brother and he's not as fortunate looking. (laughs) So I'm just being honest. It was just the two of them are not on equal playing fields. And it was really weird to see. Anyway, the Rihanna concert, what did you think of it? What What was your vibe? This is where we get controversial here. I want to hear, before I give my opinion... I want to hear what two Canadian sisters on the other side of the world have to say about watching this performance because it was a very, again, a polarizing opinions. Some people okay. loved it, slayed, iconic, amazing. Other people, opposite. They were like, boring, snooze fest, could have done more. Rihanna, pregnant or bloated, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so just, <laughs> I, yeah, I just want to know how okay, did you guys feel? So Before was, I say my thoughts, I'm just really okay, curious. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. So it was really funny. So like I said, I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. And I try to like teach them like so much about being like with the times and just like the the appropriate things to say and whatever. And so like some, actually it was you, Stacey, right away you're like, is Rihanna pregnant? And Monroe's like, like my son's name is Monroe. He's like, Auntie Stacey, that's like a really inappropriate thing to say. (laughs) And she's like, no, like, and he's like, you can't just like assume someone's pregnant. And he, she's like, no. And then I'm everybody like in our family, her stomach, yeah. and everyone's like, Stacy. All the me, all the men in our it's family, it's her like, postpartum body. Like, yeah. just everyone's trying so hard to like. Well, be because with she it, just gave you know? birth like yeah. a week she ago. Just I thought gave birth. Like, I'm like, there's no way she that left she... the hospital to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My yeah. Th- that's what I thought. Yeah, halfway through, we were like certain she has to be pregnant. But Rihanna did a, a great job, and she did fine. Will I ever YouTube that performance to watch in years to come? No. Will I will I YouTube the Beyonce Bruno Mars performance every three months? Yes, but like, am I gonna ever want to see it again? No. 
So it was like, I, I think it, she did Oh, fine. did you guys get some, put, you, that episode came out and people were not happy with people some People were like, you, like, were you so tried doing that as a pregnant person. The one comment literally <laughs> like couldn't have been funnier. And I said this on the podcast, like someone was like, you try getting up that high on a stage and not getting vertigo. And I'm like, well, okay, like that. Okay. But like, she chose to do that. They're like, so mad at I, what, what Stacey, and I actually thought this was like a really good point. I think, like, I've been pregnant twice. I know that that would be so hard to do. Even, like, the whole lead up to it, a lot of people are really sick in the first, like, three months. Like, I understand that that must have been so exhausting for her. But, like, for example, Stacey, you gave this example, and I thought it was a really good thing. You know when she, like, grabs her makeup and, like, her Fenty and, like, puts it on her face? The Fenty like, Compact, Stacey was yep. like... She could have done that in like a cooler, more like production like way. Hit it, like, like hit your hand harder, like smack that makeup down, like get those dancers to like it just everything was a little bit chill, which she is. That's the other thing though. But Rihanna's like, chill. Yeah. And I feel like that's her vibe. So she can get away with it. But then I also, this was the other controversial thing that I said was I feel like because of her situation, because she was pregnant. And maybe couldn't like do as much physically as she would usually be able to do. Then I think she should for sure should have had like a guest with her. Yeah, like, why Jay-Z. was she the only one that hasn't had a guest in so many years? Like every year there's always someone epic that comes out. So I wonder what that choice was. Yeah, I don't know why she didn't have a guest. I mean, I didn't think it was needed considering, you know, I think she could hold it on her own. Yeah. My opinion's different from yours on this. Okay, okay. Tell us your show. opinion. Tell us your opinion. And so I I get what you're saying. You wanted more. And you're a performer. And so you were like, as a fellow performer, you know, you were like, I want to, she should be snapping it harder. She should yeah. be hitting the choreo a little bit more. I don't care if the baby's moving in her tummy. She needs to forget spend, snap. <laughs> Just maybe with her like sh- hand, not her stomach, okay, but fair. like her hand. Oh, okay. You wanted to be like doing like a crunch. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Damn. Like, brutal. But I think I loved that I think the performance was more for television as opposed to a halftime show because everything appealed to the camera. If you were there now with Super Bowl, I've been invited to the Super Bowl and I was going to go. And I was like, it, just mainly for the concert. But in my head, I'm like, it'd be way better to see this one on TV because you that's would never who, the, see it actually there. It would be so far away. Yeah. Yeah. It's on a jumbotron. So it's like a granny, a grainy type image. Of, like yeah, I guess yeah. to be there and the, and the excitement, sure. That's one thing, but like, I rather just watch it from the comfort of my couch, but seeing the performance, I love the costuming. I love the all red. I thought the breastplate was pretty sick. And I, yeah. the choreo was amazing. And I don't know. It was a bit of a laid back performance, which is her vibe. The Barbados queen. Yeah. But, I fucking loved it. I don't know. I was really into it. It, it was kept me visually in, beautiful. I have to visually say. Visually so stimulating so that I was like, oh, this is awesome. Squid Games was referenced. You yeah. know, yeah. I had that kind of a feel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is very like apocalyptic, very cool Rihanna moment that I was very excited about. I would have loved a guest too, because why not get more bang for the buck, you know? Yeah. But considering she's not getting paid anything for this and decided to go and perform full belly out. Oh, for sure. Did you know she's a, like, is a billionaire? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And then did you know that her Fenty sales went, like, up 400% after that performance? And then she also is now on the charts with, like, four different songs in the top 100 that were from, like, 2003 have now hit the charts. That's, like, that's crazy. wild. That, yeah. I mean, it pays for itself in that way, whatever oh, she put uh, into yeah, the performance. Sure. Oh, yeah. Because dancers, know didn't no get one paid. makes... 
Yeah, no one gets paid. Even the dancers. I've had a couple of dancers, uh, J-Lo's dancers on my show, and they were very open, candid about how much they didn't make to yeah. do that really, like the strenuous workout to get prepared for that performance. It was like three to four months yeah. of them rehearsing. Yeah. And so, yeah, they don't get paid a lot as dancers. But then everyone sometimes involved. it's worth it to put something on your resume because then that gets you paid in the future. So it's like- Yeah, I, w- I don't know if that applies for dancers. Like if you have a Super Bowl under your belt. Like if they say like dance at the Super Bowl, maybe people are going to hire them for- Like I, there's been literal yeah. gigs that I've done that I haven't- Canada's Got Talent, America's Got Talent. We did it. I didn't win. I didn't get the money. I didn't get paid to be on it. But now I can say, Stacey K as seen on America's Got Talent or whatever. And then I get higher paying gigs because of it. So hopefully those dancers get some sort of payout from having that yeah. on the resume. I hope so. Cause that does suck. Cause there was a lot of dancers. But it also, you, I wouldn't say it sucks. That is like, that is like an epic. I guess so to be part of it. But what if they have a normal job? They just have to take time off and not get like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like they're not rich like Rihanna. What? No, they're professional dancers, though. It's not like she's working at, like, the dancer is working Wells Fargo during the day and then (laughs) trying to squeeze in a Super Bowl performance. (laughs) But this is what I'm saying, though. If you're a professional dancer and you have to take time off and not get paid, that it's it does take- Oh, they do get paid. Oh, they They do do get paid. It's just not what you would think it is. It's like a normal gig for them. It's not like an extra- They get paid more for a commercial- Right, right. Yeah, yeah, or something in That's that so regard. so interesting. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I was doing a deep dive on past Super Bowl performances. So I guess from, like, I could remember, like, Britney Spears, Aerosmith, Justin Timberlake, Janet's titty coming out. Yeah. Those are iconic Super Bowl performances. And I think now, as society, as, you know, we're so used to, like, these over-the-top, incredible, like, Katy Perry, what she did. Madonna was a favorite of mine. I loved Lady Gaga still is like top three for me. When she but jumped, as, I love when she jumped from the ceiling and then there were so many funny memes <laughs> of the jump. It was like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But did you, I made, I, I'm noticing you're not mentioning the, the, the Beyonce Bruno Mars one. Oh, no, you know what? Wait, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, they weren't headlining. No, it was one, Coldplay. Which is also <laughs> funny because it was Coldplay and he had Beyonce and Bruno Mars as, as his, his special guest. guest and, and they she, sold the show. <laughs> yeah. He came out and sang Uptown Funk. Beyonce then did her first Asley. Asley, the time she performed that. And then they yeah. started singing together. And then Coldplay, like a loser, was like dancing in the background or whatever. <laughs> but that to me is like the best one that's ever It is happened. pretty iconic, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And it became the Beyonce Bruno Ball yeah. after that. <laughs> Everyone forgets about oh, But definitely. I love Coldplay, though. I'm a big yeah, Coldplay fan. I do, fan. too. Yeah, I actually yeah. really like him. But the expectation for performers is just like, I don't know what they're going to do at this point. Like, yeah, give birth true. on stage next year. <laughs> like, that's what we expect <laughs> to see. Like, they need to do something great. Yeah. I want to see Rihanna's baby come out of her <laughs> yeah. and then like go onto another platform yeah. with pyrotechnics around like what? <laughs> yeah. And then no. may- maybe I'll YouTube that one. <laughs> and maybe you'll get a click. <laughs> maybe. And it's so true because I totally did that. I'm like, oh, this is Rihanna. It's like she, and then I compared it to all the other Super Bowls, but you're a hundred percent right. Like, what more do you freaking want like, the, okay, can the I, girl to do? A confession? Like, like, I've kind of changed my mind. <laughs> I know. No, like, I'm like, it was epic. Like, it and, actually and was I have good. a confession as well. I also rewatched it. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, just well, to check it out to see if my thoughts were okay, right. Okay, so everything we've said is a lie. So that's fine. <laughs> so Kayla no. has rewatched it. So never mind. Well, also, you know what's interesting too, though? Like, okay, so a viral moment, the choreo is popping off. So It's amazing. 
So I think just alone in the TikToks and all the Instagram reels I've seen of everybody trying to do that yeah. stupid Rihanna dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like her choreographer Paris knew what she was doing when she smart. created that moment. Yes. Very smart marketing move. Something that is like attainable for a normal person in their living yes. room to try and do yes. like the little rooster dance or whatever yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The little yeah. chicken. I, yeah. yeah, it was cute. And so I don't know. I, I thought it was a really, I loved it. But in even watching like The Weeknd, I, I remember watching Abel, The Weeknd, Canadian Maple mm-hmm. Treasure as yeah. well. And did you guys not like that performance? Do you remember that one? I'm not a... That's the one where he had like all the mirrors, right? Yes. I'm not a yeah. Weekend fan. It. I'm not a Weekend fan. Oh, See, really? I don't, I don't mind the Weekend. I'm fine with it. I hated that performance. His voice like triggers something oh. that I think I do not like his singing voice. And everyone is always like obsessed in the U.S. with the Weekend and Drake. And I, I, my unpopular opinion is I do not like the Weekend or Drake's music. It's so weird. Not a fan. Not not a fan at all. You like his voice, Kayla, the weekend? I mean, I don't care. I'm Able. not picky. <laughs> I did not like his performance, though. I'll tell you that. So I wasn't a big fan of his performance either at Super Bowl. I am a fan of his voice. Not a huge fan, but like, I like yeah, his stuff. Yeah, like he's fun. I like yeah. his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Drake. Love him. Like, I feel like he has like a, <laughs> I don't know, like yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, what is that, like a little vibrato or something? Yeah, yeah. And he like yes. overdoes very, it a bit. Very quick vibrato. Very quick vibrato. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but I watched that performance. I remember it was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so that Super Bowl. And so I watched and I was like, this was such a letdown. And they were really talking it up. Like he paid, I think he was like, he paid like 10 million just for one mirror alone. And I was like, what? And so I thought it was going to be like this incredible, magical, yeah. like my mind's about to be blown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was like he was recording in a fun house or something. Yeah. And so like a circus vibe. Like he didn't know where he was going. I didn't, didn't even I know he performed it. at the Super Bowl. Oh, so that's how memorable that performance was. I mean, I at the time. Let's all flash back to a time when we were waiting in grocery store lines. We were fighting for toilet paper. <laughs> like it was rough. What was on the, the other streets. thing that everyone wasn't it like it was like, like wheat like or bread something? starter or whatever? Like yeah, the thing to like so you could bake bread at home. During- oh the, yeah, that stuff we called? all felt like we were on the fucking Oregon Trail when the yeah. pandemic hit. I remember like at one point like slightly jogging in the grocery store because I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I have to get everything I can before like the apocalypse. Well, comes. what is like, it? I, is yeast, it yeast, yeast, yeast or whatever? Yeast. Yeah. That's what was going. And at one point, I'm like, I need yeast. But yeah, I didn't know like, why I need to stock up on the yeast. But yeah. it's like we don't ever bake bread. I remember just even going down the cereal aisle and there are three boxes of cereal, like Special K. And this little old lady was coming up on the Special K. And you know she wanted just her just to get one box. I took all three. <laughs> and, I looked, and I kept going. I thought you were going to say you saw someone else taking all of no, the boxes. No, it was him. You. Do you even eat Special K? Absolutely not. <laughs> But that's all that was there. And I was like, I'm about to get high and enjoy my cereal. Alone in my little COVID cave. It was like one one box. You're like, every man man for himself. I was like, oh my God, elderly abuse. I'm such a devil. But it was again, I was COVID brain. I was just desperate times. Yes. And so anyway, but that back to the weekend though, that (laughs) performance now in retrospect, looking back at it, so he had the odds stacked against him. COVID restrictions that applied to his dancers and everything, which he didn't really have many dancers oh, at, yeah. on that particular performance because you couldn't even rehearsal schedule. Like all that was really strict. Right. And then instead of giving him the main stage, because again, COVID and all the rules and shit that was applied to that specific performance, they gave him the back of the stadium. And so mm. it was like this like back platform. So it never happens. Usually you're in the middle of an arena. So you, the stage is yours and they could really set it up for that. This was essentially like performing on a soundstage because it right. was a solid back to him. And so with that, it was regulations and stuff. And now when I look back at it, 
sucks as the performance for a Super Bowl, but iconic for like a music video and really cool. You're like so this dystopian. to celebrities. Yeah, I was going to say you're super optimistic. Yeah, to like performers. Me, I'm, like, I'm like, not to I, celebrities, I'm a, just I'm strictly a to performers. And I'm like, I'm yeah. trying to make it and I would have made that epic no matter if I was on that sound stage or not. Like I, like that's my mentality is like, screw it. It doesn't matter what you have. And I mean, then you're I just get like, it. So nice about it. But like, I also was shitting on his performance in a podcast episode the <laughs> week after. So I'm not that nice about it. It's just, I had a year or two to reflect. And I'm like, yeah, true, true. it's a cool music video. And then I, I watched it after taking an edible and I was like, ooh, this is really cool. This is good. This is good. Creatively, it's like a dystopian, cool society with neon and mirrors. And I was like, I get it. The weekend. Like I anyway. finally yeah. understand what you It just took for. me two years to get there. Oh, God. It's like Janet with the titty coming out. Yeah. And then we all know the truth about that. Justin Timberlake, what a piece of shit. What Making is, what Janet he, take the blame. He did it. He did it on purpose. But did, do you think no, she didn't I think, know? I thought it was all planned. It no. was all planned. He yeah. was in on it too. But Janet got the blame and her career basically was over for yeah, a few she years. she got banned and he didn't. From everything. Yeah. Oh, but they both were in on it. Yeah. Oh, both in on it. And also, I mean, he really let her take the hit on that one. <laughs> much like he did with Miss Britney Spears too. And so mm. he made her take the hit and didn't come out swinging for her and just, you know, let her be dragged by the media. And yeah. he did the same thing with Janet. It's just not my favorite, but I do love his music. Oh, it's a double-edged sword. Because I love that, but also like kind of sounds like an asshole at times. And just the way, like things he said in interviews and stuff, yuck. Anyway. Oh, no, I didn't ever. Super Bowl I've always drama. thought that he's one of the most talented like and funny, nice human beings, but I've never even thought of this angle before. And does that make Jessica? Jessica Biel. Does that love make her. her like an idiot? Oh, okay, we love her. No, but we're no, saying No, I, like, I love Jessica Biel, but I think Justin probably has his moments where he could be a real asshole, it sounds like. Yeah. Just based on like the Janet experience and the Britney alone, just with those. Oh, and some of the past members of NSYNC were like, Justin was tough at times. Like, it's what? Justin's world. We're living in it. God complex. I, that's what I, that's the vibe I get from him. I don't know. I don't know him. I do know people who have worked with him extensively and they all say, for the most part, positive stuff, but the God complex. There's but then I see him on like yeah. Jimmy Fallon and then and and he's like hilarious. And then I see his concerts, one of the best concerts I've ever seen. So it's like so hard. I know. I know. Same. And we never know what the story is behind what his publicist made him say or not say. Like it's so yeah. the celebrity sure. world is wild. But also his Super Bowl performance was one of the biggest letdowns for me in oh, Super yes. Bowl history. You remember the kid that took the selfie with him during his and Super Bowl performance? And didn't know the performance? Yes. He's in prison. <laughs> oh, there's that. Just to not. let you know. <laughs> I was just wondering about him. <laughs> Thank he you. didn't know the lyrics to the song, and that was hilarious. Yeah, he like gave him. Oh, that was, was like, during the performance. Yeah, he like yeah, yeah, got yeah, in the vid with him, okay. and he became like viral and whatever. He's down. He's in prison. I wonder what he did. Fun fact of the day. Yeah, I, I'm so curious to know like what he did to land in prison because wasn't I, he 12 in the video and yeah, now he, he yeah, just now became he's an like adult. 15. I, I can't. I can't 15. remember what he did. It's it's been more than a couple of years, hasn't it? I think it's been what four years? Oh, three years. Okay, I'll, so he's uh, still juvenile. Like he's like, he's still yeah, he's juvenile delinquent at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Arrested in Florida, Ryan McKenna. Arrested, Ryan McKenna. Arrested in Florida. Here is what. Oh, he looks rough. Show him the picture. Okay, so if you remember then and now, that oh, is the, that, that is, is a, wow. not a good before and after. Different person. Yeah. 
What happened in Florida? Meth, a few other things. I don't know. So his mom, Tracy, tells TMZ her son was not drunk and he was just horsing around with his friends at CPK. He is 15. When police arrived, officers say a 15-year-old boy told them he was fret. Oh, for God's sake. He was drunk and he was hitting his... His friend inside a CPK. What's CPK? He was drunk and... California Pizza Kitchen. Oh. Oh, Okay. So he was he was drunk. Okay, so in conclusion, public intoxication, public and intoxication, assault. and assaulting his friend in CPK. Who hasn't? Oh, and then the cops tried to get him to leave, and he was yelling and throwing his arms in the air. Assault and on just, an officer. He yeah. Uh, okay. He's a mess. Let's yeah. just say so they, he assaulted an officer and now he's in prison. I just made that up. I don't know. Yeah, he tried but. to shoot an officer. <laughs> yeah, he tried like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. He murdered someone. For the podcast. Allegedly. Oh my God, his family's going to sue yeah. us. For, for the defamation. podcast, that kid murdered Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is dead. That's dead. the name yeah. of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Selfie kid murders Justin uh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. I have more Stacey and Kayla coming in hot for you next week. We have more conversation to share. This is going to be a two-parter. I also have Ashley Renard coming back for more episodes. Jason Tardik is coming in hot. He's flying into LA. I'm going to be on his podcast and he's going to be on mine as well. So we'll have a nice little J-Lo reunion. And of course, I have Caitlin coming back for more episodes. I miss podcasting with her. I just did Off the Vine, actually, with her last week. And so that was great. But she's going to come back to the low life, of course. So stay tuned for more amazing episodes coming your way, my kings and queens. I'm also working on a very special party planning, gift giving type of episode. So stay tuned for that as well. I'm excited for that one. I love doing this podcast. I'm so grateful to have this show. But I wouldn't have this podcast if it weren't for you the listener. So thank you so much for tuning in every single week, sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, loved ones, coworkers. It really helps this little shit show grow. But what I've learned from doing this podcast is the number one way you could impact a show that you love is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a big difference. It's a small gesture, but it does make a big impact on the actual podcast. It helps with sponsors, the algorithm, analytics. It helps with pushing the show out to more listeners. And so thank you for taking the time to leave a review. These reviews could be anything you want them to be. You can leave a little dick emoji, throw a salsa dancer my way. You could actually write something or answer this week's question in the review section of Apple Podcasts. And this week's question that I'm asking is, what shows are you binge watching? What are you obsessed with? If it's trash television, that's okay. There's no shame in your game. Just drop it in the review section. I want to know what you guys are watching. And then I want to do a deep dive on at least a couple of these shows. So whether it be a crime documentary or a really good Netflix series or a reality show that you're obsessed with and you want to hear about it on this podcast, please let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. And you might just win a little something, something, because I want to show my gratitude and say thank you to my lowlifers for taking the time to leave a review. And so I have the Low Life Gifting Suite. And it is still open for business, Buddha. So if you want a chance to win some hyaluronic serums, beauty products, mud masks, shit you didn't know you need from Amazon that I'm obsessed with, gifts from our sponsors, gas cards are my favorite things from Trader Joe's along with a gift card. I'm also sending that out. Then all you have to do is leave that review or answer this week's question in the review section of Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to leave your Instagram handle somewhere in the review section because I might just be sliding into your DMs and sending you a little something, something. And who doesn't love some free shit? I want to take a moment to shout out some listeners who have actually taken the time to leave a review. I have listeners who will leave a review every single week. Boom, just drop a new review. Thank you for doing that. You are the backbone of this little shit show. I appreciate you. 
All right, the first one up is coming in hot from at K Shazay, K A Y S H A W Z A Y. K Shazay writes, five stars. I could tell in your voice, low that you had an edible in this week's episode. Laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong about that. I think I said that in the beginning of last week's episode with Jacob. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed an edible. And that was my first time recording after taking one. And I was a bit paranoid. I'm like, oh God, I don't know how this is going to go. But I think it turned out great. And sometimes you need to have episodes that aren't so heavy. So like this week's episode, last week's episode, they're more feel-good ones that put a smile on your face and just have a positive vibe to them. Sometimes we're going to do a mental health episode or a wellness type or dive into something serious. But again, I'm always wanting to change it up because I don't want it to feel like a very one-note podcast. Like we're only going to talk about self-help or it's only going to be a true crime type of podcast. We're covering it all here, keeping it fresh for you. And I have more great conversations coming up for you. Some that might involve edibles. Maybe some that might include some mushrooms too. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Not opposed to it. Next review is coming in hot from at Jamie Sees, J-A-M-I-E-S-E-A-S. At Jamie Sees writes, five stars. Lo, I would absolutely cannibalize someone. <laughs> I love this. I would absolutely cannibalize someone in a frozen tundra. Wow, what a wild fact on the mummified checkpoints at Mount Everest. I know that was wild. Top celebrity crush would be Bruce Willis. Oh, interesting. Little zaddy vibe. Bruce Willis is good looking. I get it. Jamie writes, no bologna, but spam fried rice. Yes, especially in Hawaii. It is the best dish with a little hang loose emoji. Love you low and your unapologetic self. Jamie, thank you so much for your candor, your bravery in answering those questions and admitting that you would full on cannibalize somebody if you were caught in a frozen tundra with no way to survive except feasting on a friend. Because same, queen, I would do the same to survive. <laughs> for those of you listening who didn't listen to last week's episode, those are the questions that she's answering. And we talked about spam fried rice and bologna and cannibalism. We have time for one more review. And this one is coming in hot from at Amanda Mango 80. Oh, I love her name. It's so cute. Amanda Mango 80. Amanda's actual name is Amanda Jacobson. And just from what I've seen on her Instagram, she loves a good wine. She also loves dogs. And she's a big fan of Caitlin Bristow and Spade and Sparrow. So same queen to all of the above. Amanda writes, Lo, you're amazing. Five stars. I love your pod. I listen to your pod every day on my commute to work. You make my day. I enjoy every single episode and I always crack up. Yes, yes, I pee in the shower too. <laughs> Supposedly it kills athlete's foot. Oh, I didn't know that. Wild. I'm going to have to try Spam Fried Rice. All of your episodes have me rolling. I'm so excited for every Thursday. I always check on my mental health. First time ever. I was at an eight today. You make me happy, Lo Von Rumpf. She gave me a few stars, threw a few little dick emojis my way, and said, keep rocking it. Amanda Jacobson, thank you for that, queen. I will definitely keep doing this podcast. And I love that you pee in the shower, too. Because in my opinion, you either pee in the shower or you lie about it. But there's no difference. Like, everybody's doing it, I would think. But my mom and a few other members of my family were like, Lo, that's freaking disgusting. But I don't think it is, and I'm glad you're in the same boat with me, Amanda. <laughs> And on that note, I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Maybe go see a good movie. Treat yourself to a manicure. Push them cuticles back. Masturbate. Have a delicious margarita with some tahini around the rim. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. Because I know you're thirsty. <laughs>
love you. you. And we're out. Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with two.